This is Keep Up. I'm your host, Cynthia Dill. It's Tuesday, February 28th, 2023, and I'm coming to you from my Portland, Maine studio on this snowy day to talk more about the politics of affordable housing in my beautiful hometown of Cape Elizabeth. Last night, the seven-member Housing Diversity Study Committee met in the town council chambers for its meeting. And if you would like to watch the meeting, it's available on CETV, the local public access channel, with a link at the town website. What brought me to the meeting, I attended in person and gave public comment and stayed until about eight and then watched the remainder hour or so of the meeting from home. Uh, It lasted, I guess, about three hours. (laughs) What caught my eye and why I attended the meeting of the Cape Elizabeth um, Housing Diversity Study Committee was that on the agenda is a map of the Gullcrest parcel. And I'm glad I went because a presentation was given by the town planner about the Gullcrest parcel and specifically about the legacy of Thomas Jordan and the land that Cape now owns. And, you know, anyone who's listened to this podcast knows that I have had a uh, very, um, you know, big interest in affordable housing in Cape Elizabeth coming at it from a lot of angles. But what I've been working on positively is community housing, the idea being public housing on town-owned land left to the citizens, by a Revolutionary War veteran, Thomas Jordan. We still own the land. It's part of the Gullcrest parcel. It's unrestricted in the Residence A district and, in my opinion, is the perfect spot to locate affordable housing because we own the land and we could do what we want in terms of developing it to accommodate families with low and moderate income. So I showed up at the meeting with the specific purpose of giving the committee members who were presented a map, like a, t- like a topographical type of map of the parcel, another map showing the same Gullcrest parcel with the Greenbelt Trails because uh, the land that is available to, to on which we could build affordable housing, in my view, that I'm calling community housing, uh, is you know, connected by Greenbelt Trails to the schools. And so, you know, I wanted to just point out that to the people who might think that this location for, you know, family housing is too remote, it's actually a lovely location because it's surrounded by protected, beautiful wildlife with Greenbelt Trails to the schools and to downtown. And so um, I, I presented the map to the to the committee members, and it was accepted uh, graciously by the chair. And um, and and what's really exciting to me is, um, you know, the, sort of I had this epiphany when the the town planner, and I'll get more to the politics of the town planner later. But the takeaway for me is that the town planner essentially confirmed that there's likely uh, there's certainly a reasonable basis to believe that there is a 10-acre parcel of buildable land contained within the Gullcrest uh, lot. And so that's great because, and this is what's, you know, this is what's really exciting is that if there's a 10-acre parcel of land that the town owns, you know, uh, as part of the Gullcrest parcel, 
that's in the RA district. And um, 10 acres is the minimum lot size for multiplex housing. So multiplex housing without any zoning amendment required could be built on a 10-acre parcel of, of land in Goldcrest, okay? And and then what is exciting <laughs> um, is that if multiplex housing was built on a 10-acre parcel uh, consistent with the existing Cape Elizabeth zoning ordinance and you applied LD 2003, if it was built to be an affordable housing development as that term is defined in the new state law, then we would get the density bonus. So what's incredibly exciting to me is that we essentially got confirmation that it's it's feasible that there's a 10-acre parcel from the town planner. And I had a conversation with the code enforcement officer. I told him I'm not going to hold you to this, and I don't expect any of listeners to, you know, to hold him to this. But I told him uh, what I believe is that if there's a 10-acre parcel in the Gullcrest parcel, then is there anything that just jumps out as preventing multiplex housing and allowable use. And he said, no, you know, if there's a 10 acre, the minimum lot size for multiplex housing in the RA zone, then multiplex housing is an allowable use. And if multiplex housing is an allowable use and we developed an affordable housing development according to the new state law and therefore got the density bonus, we have a solution, or at least it's it's a doable project with absolutely zero uh, zoning amendments required, and and that's exciting because then all it takes is really the political will uh, to do it. We don't have to go through this tortured uh, zoning ordinance amendment process that keeps tripping us up, and it's just. You know, we, we went through it with the Dunham Court, you know, the, the so-called town center affordable zoning amendment that we put out to petition. We had to wait a year and it got voted down by referendum. Now there's another zoning amendment that's very controversial because the uh, proponents of the zoning amendment are contending that it's simply to comply with the new law where there's a, a large and growing group of people who are distrustful and believe that the proposed amendments, you know, are you know, go way beyond what's required of the new state law and overreaching in sort of like, you know, furtherance of this agenda that they have to put up apartment buildings. So that, so this zoning amendment process has not been good for Cape Elizabeth. It's, it's divided the community and we can't seem to get it right. So what I'm excited about is that, you know, the Housing Diversity Committee was told by the town. I'm, I'm going to talk now about like, okay, so what are the distractions? We we have the land. Uh, it, it, we have to find out if there's a 10 acre parcel. I believe there is. It was confirmed last night by the town planner um, that she thinks there, you know, there could be. It's reasonable to believe that there's 10 acres. So it's not. It's it's a feasible proposition. And if there's a 10 acre minimum lot size in the RA zone, it's an allowable use to build multiplex housing. So. Um, that can happen, but the politics, uh, the, the politics of it is, you know, <laughs> um, it's beginning with the town planner. The, the, unfortunately, the town planner has become a lightning rod, and uh, there's a lot of distrust. And so she uh, perhaps um, is doing her best to, to present objective information, but it, it appears that she's really not in favor of this project. And the evidence to support that is 
this map of Gullcrest that was presented last night is actually the map of the Gullcrest parcel. But early on, when the idea of community housing was first raised by myself, um, she prepared a memo that caused everyone to question the location of community housing because her memo attached a map that didn't have the Gullcrest parcel. So right from the get-go, it, it, it seemed to me that she was just trying to like kind of kill the idea by by falsely asserting that there, you know, that that that, that community housing was going to be located on the athletic fields, or it, it seemed like she was trying to create an inference that the community housing was going to be where where it wasn't going to be, and so that was the first thing that made me think, okay, she doesn't like this idea. Um, <laughs> but last night she also just threw out all kinds of potential problems like, oh, well, you know, just in case you don't know Cape Elizabeth residents, this is a land uh, fill. You know, like, yes, of course we know. We know we go to the transfer station three or four times a week. And in terms of the compost pile, you think you're the first person who smelled the compost pile? She was there two years ago? I mean, I'm in those woods all the time. Yes, it's true. The location of community housing is, in fact, near the landfill. It's also near the, you know, acres of protected, beautiful open space and greenbelt system. And, you know, let's face it, no one is going to be forced to live in this housing if it's developed. And it's not going to be a big secret. So people will knowingly, uh, you know, rent or buy or, um, you know, be part of a co-op, whatever we decide we want this community housing to look like. It's, you know, if people don't want to live there, they don't want to live there. But a lot of people do uh, make that choice. For instance, in the east end of Portland, anyone who's been on the eastern promenade knows that you walk uh, on the left side are multi-million dollar homes, the right side a stunning view of Casco Bay, and as a matter of fact, several tanks of wastewater gurgling away, spewing out, you know, smells at various levels of pungency. And, and yeah, people people live right next to it, and they make trade-offs. In Nightville, the uh, same thing. I mean, so this idea somehow that it's not a good location, it's like it is where we own the land, and it's zoned for it. So, 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 but the planner is just sort of throwing up roadblocks. She, she will not get on board, and it's it seems like it's the residue of sort of like the bitter... Uh, politics of what happened at the recent referendum that she's just you know mad that um, that the proposed town center affordable zoning amendments didn't pass <laughs> you know uh, I don't know why it was a surprise but um, and and I don't know there's a division among the town council and among the community that somehow seems to think that there's some righteous road to affordable housing and unless you're on this righteous path that is being driven by urban planners, that somehow you're, you know, just out of touch. And the politics of it also, I just thought it was interesting that, so I showed up in person to make comments about community housing. I have spent hundreds of hours walking the streets of Cape Elizabeth, collecting signatures in support of this idea, doing hundreds of hours of research on just the land, its zoning, um, talking to a lot of people. Um, it's a feasible idea, and um, and I presented last night maps to show that the connection of this proposed site location is um, is also very convenient to the schools and in my view just sort of enhances its value to, to families and and the idea being that we're going to do 
at least some affordable housing for families in Cape Elizabeth. So there could be other affordable housing. People are hot on apartments. People are hot on this multiplex, multifamily distinction. Uh, but we could just, aside from all that, and without even having to dip our toe in amending the zoning ordinance and therefore can avoid the tortured process of going through an ordinance committee and then back to the town council and then to the planning board, we could just decide as a town that we're going to do this um, this this project. And I know from talking to so many people that people are on board because I actually met with them at their door. So the politics are that we have these two like sort of rich white boys who chime in via Zoom, uh, one from like corporate America coming from the Portland Regional Chamber of Commerce wants to weigh in um, from his Zoom camera about what, you know, Cape Elizabeth should do. And then the other from the academy, you know, from his uh, law school dorm room, um, sort of taking this righteous path that there's no difference between multiplex and multifamily. So kind of the woke, we get the wokeness from the liberal elite. um, And then we have um, very conservative Republicans who, uh, you know, (laughs) really, you know, just reject the idea outright that the state could even have this ability to make us do anything. But if they are going to make us do something, they they don't want to be, you know, have, have things shoved down their throat for the sake of some, you know, fake political cause. So um, there's a lot of distrust about this housing issue. And the community housing project is one area where everybody comes together. So what has to happen is the housing committee could very easily, or not easily, but but the solution is, since the code enforcement officer has suggested that if there's a 10-acre parcel, it's an allowable use, since the town planner has suggested it's reasonable to believe that there's a 10-acre parcel, then the housing committee needs to simply ask for a feasibility study, not of the parameters that the town planner was was talking about at last night's meeting. She was saying, oh, there's no boundary survey. Oh, give me a break. There's, <laughs> We know the boundary of the Gullcrest parcel because it appears in all these maps, and we don't need a boundary survey to discover whether or not there is a 10-acre parcel of buildable land. So the charge could be that the Housing Diversity Committee recommends that or does a feasibility study just to see if there's a 10-acre parcel of land on the Gullcrest parcel, you know, at large. And um, and if so, then, you know, then then the next step is to, to decide, well, you know, do we want to do multiplex housing there? And if so, do we want to have it be an affordable housing development according to the law? Because... In my view, that path is is very easy and very doable without all this political distraction about changing the amendments and this and the other thing. It's just doing it. So I need, I think, just to work on just keeping support, uh, you know, supporting the housing committee to just keep this idea alive because it's a, it's it's a good idea and it's something that we can achieve. And the story, of course, is never going to make the newspaper because they want to write the story that paints a picture that meets the narrative of rich people doing bad things and the press exposing this injustice. And, you know, when really what's going on is um, we're finding a path, we're finding a solution that 
is um, is achievable <laughs> and not just a talking point, and is actually uh, suits a purpose, and that is, you know, housing for families because families we believe are the backbone of. Uh, you know, a civilized and good society. And that's why we support all kinds of families. Um, family meaning really just two people who are related. Anyone who's married is in a family. Anyone who has a brother or sister uh, is in a family. It, so f- families with kids who are going to attend these schools that th- that the residents believe should be well-funded, including myself, you know, if we're going to have these great schools, we should have housing that accommodates families. And we can develop... Uh, uh, community housing, right? This multiplex housing that may have the, or will have the density bonus if it's actually constructed, you know, according to the new law. Uh, We we can put a playground, we can uh, decide to have um, a basketball court, whatever, gardens. um, There's a lot, there's a lot still left to be done and to be thought about, but the, you know, the real work is just getting a vote out of the housing committee or getting a, st- a feasibility study done and a recommendation to the town council to do it. <laughs> you know, just do it. So I'm going to keep working at it. And the action item is Saturday, March 18th at 9 a.m. I'm going to meet anyone who's interested in doing a site walk. We're going to meet in the um, sort of the trailhead parking entrance off of Spurwink for the old uh, town farm trail. So it's sort of across the street from the transfer station, other side of the road, where some people park to walk around that big stand of trees on the trail. It's the old town farm trail. So Saturday, March 18th, 9 a.m., site walk. I'll probably do a podcast in between, but um, I think it's it's pretty exciting that um, community housing has legs, okay? It's, it's, um, it's, it's percolating. I could see, uh, you know... The fact is that there's not a lot of other land that's available to do housing on. And so, you know, why not, despite it's, you know, it's, you know the fact it's near a landfill and the compost might smell certain seasons of the year, I, I accept all of that. But that's it's what we have to work with. And, and we could do something, um, you know, we could do something, we could do some something really great and I think um, I, I think we will I I think we will so uh, that's it and until next time this is Cynthia Del Tupac.